You are now tuned in to Wowzers, streaming FM 106. Let's go then. Be on fire. Granny Wowzers. Oh, yeah. Over the last 50 years, it's grown from the five boroughs of New York City to all the five continents on the planet Earth. Why? Because hip-hop gives everybody a voice, gives everyone a chance to tell their story. Don't you think we should all have a place to share our stories? Me too. That's why I created this app. I'm Chuck D, and this is Bring the Noise, the world's first app, hip-hop app, dedicated to cultural media, not just social media. Bring the noise. I'm Granny Wowses, and you're tuned in to Wowses streaming FM 106. And boy, do I have a special, unprompted interview, all talk, no music, no commercials, just straight through. And uh, I, like I said, unprompted. So this was an unexpected interview. And as soon as we get connected here, I will be on his platform and he will be on mine at the same time. And who am I talking about? Well, let's start with the platform. Bring the noise. You hear the commercials here all the time. You hear me talking about it. You see me promoting it. Bring the noise. And who am I talking about? Oh, well. Just Mr. Chuck D from Public Enemy. That's right. I'm going as soon as we get connected here to both of our platforms. Mr. Chuck D and I are going to do an unprompted interview. Now, nothing scripted. This is just chatting it up and see how it goes. But definitely stay tuned because as soon as we're connected, we'll be right back. Let's go then. Yeah, Granny. But I can't. Let me see. Okay, so maybe it's oh, on now. the side. I turned. I, it was turned. I don't know why it was turned down. <laughs> Duh. So you can hear me now. Yes, ma'am. I hear you now. Okay, good. It's... Yeah. No, I, I was wondering I if it was my connections. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, that's good. How are you, Chuck? Yeah. Well, I, I hear you. I'm. A, I'm right alongside that. All right. Right. I got you. Good. Now, uh, yes, I could see I see, I could see Granny's picture, right? So, so Magic Man, um, to get another person on the screen, can I get you on it? Or not? Not this moment, huh? Huh, Magic? Yes. So the two of us on screen. We want to get you on there, uh, Magic. No, one at a time. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. One at a so, time still. So okay. the next thing we're going to move into is the multi-screens. And yeah, that's, that's some weeks cool. away. That's going to be cool. I would so like this- to bring some interviews over here, you know, and do my interviews here and just extract the audio that's and dope. put it on my show. I love everything that you're doing. Oh, and, I appreciate um, that, Chuck. You know, this is the thing where somebody was talking the other day on how much television is obsolete. So the right. BET deal doesn't go down because here... Viacom is selling BET at a higher premium on the downside that TV oh, is not wow. going to ever be what TV used okay. to be. Everything through the phones. And so when yeah, we have I mean, our shows and stuff like that, that's what happened to Tucker Carlson. Oh. Tucker Carlson was big time on um, right. Fox. Oh, Fox. Yeah. And then he got fired by Fox. And they oh, gave him like right. $20 trillion, right? Uh-huh. So Elon Musk called him over and said, look, come on over to Twitter. Do your show on, on Twitter. Wow. I had so no idea. Tucker Carlson goes over to Twitter. And I think he had like a one-on-one with somebody real big. And it, and that was just like, you know, it, it's a TV show damn That's near. Crazy. And um, same thing what happened with Roland Martin. Right. He was explaining the BET deal on how much Viacom was trying to get rid of VH1 and BET for three times its worth. Wow. Okay. So when people were saying, <laughs> "Well, what happened to um to Tyler Perry yeah, buying I was BET too. with a whole bunch of people like Diddy or whatever?" Right. It's like 
no, man. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Oh, I so mean... Marcel says um, he interviewed um, Trump or Trim. <laughs> I think he meant he Trump. <laughs> and 100 million people showed up. Wow. 100 million crazy yep. people for Trump. 100 huh? million showed That's up. That's insane. So by the end of 2023, um, we'll be able to, you know, have a bunch of different right um, shows and, and be able to host people's platforms. But That's I tell be people cool. I like to keep it to filmmakers, artists, musicians, sports uploads. But I mean, like I in 2024, there's going to be it. people that's going to be trying to say, hey, listen, What's up with our well-being as a people? We get going to right. have people to say, "Hey, listen, you got to say something important with your format." So yeah. expect some people to come on here and seriously uh, talk about you know the world and changes that need to be made. Right. And so there's going to be some soapboxing, I guess, on here too. But um, that's Wait, what it is. So you would be okay with having like activism and stuff on here, like, or is that going to be too harsh? Because you know, activism is is speaking about what's going on. You got to have activism. Right. Um, I think we got to have activism because 2024, the United States, you know, if you have a voice, you got to say something now. Exactly. Um, it ain't going to turn it. I, I mean, we ain't going to. Well, then again, it's not for me to say. Right. I, I'm not a person. Yeah, I'm not. It's not for me to say like, oh, yo, man, we can't have, you know, 2000 churches up in here because <laughs> the church in the future is going to be like what I'm going to be able to like church. You know, the, the our, our, our magician, magic maker, he right. needs to come out with that ultimate church app. <laughs> right. He did make a church app. Yo, he he made one yo. for a couple of pastors and stuff. So, he yeah, he's made one. He made a church app, Marcel. He sure did. That's how, that's how the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marcel's made a lot yeah, of that's apps. How the next, that's how the next hundred people go into church. They go into church, lay it. They're they going to be, first of all, they're going to attend St. Mattress. Oh my God. Then, what is St. Mattress? <laughs> that's what my dad, that's what my dad called it. I said, oh, dad, okay. You didn't go to church today? He said, nah, I went to St. Mattress. St. Mattress. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, man, you know, but uh, but I I do think that people are gonna you know start. I mean, you you got it. I mean, if some person writes a song and does a film, it gotta be about something. right. It has to be for a reason. Yeah, yeah it can't just be yeah. About you're stealing nothing. that one, right, Marcel? Yeah, he's stealing my pop. <laughs> of course, he's going out, to man. steal that one. He's divvying it out, man. Alive or, or or transition, my pops would be happy you took it. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah. We are now celebrating 50 years of hip hop, and you I'm can. not trying to give away your age or anything, you know, but um, how do you feel about these well, last First of all, years? I ain't afraid to say my age because <laughs> every year is a threat. That's right. They got a problem because every That's year you get right. is a, a gift. That's why they call it the present. Exactly. I love that. I was that. born in 1960. Mathematically, in this day and time, that makes me 63 revolutions around the sun. Boom. When I first got involved in hip-hop and rap music, I was already 20 years old. So that was wow. 1980. Okay. You know, I was fascinated by the technical aspect of, of hip-hop. I thought it was fascinating. You know, equipment, turntables, records, right. DJs. Because we, we are from Long Island. We were, we were used to bands. Uh, so same thing in Oakland either, and Bay if you had Area. a mic, either you could sing or you couldn't. So you right. didn't get no mic if you couldn't sing. But one thing that people used to do back then in the 70s is that you had DJs who had great voices and they would play records. Right. You know, great voices like Marcel. Marcel's right, Marcel is amazing. He can do Marcel's a million like, and one here, different Here's voices. another record by Lilo <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> That's so true. Marcel <laughs> you know? loves to do voices. <laughs> Here's Freddie Jackson with another banger, you know, anyway. <laughs> so true. Now, what got you interested <laughs> into doing um, rap and everything? Like, what what time era 70, did you start that? 77, 76, 1976. Uh -huh. My brother, my sister, they would be like, they would oh, okay. emulate what some of the stuff that was on tapes and the DJs on the radio. Right. And I always liked the DJs on the radio, Frankie Crock and people like that. Oh, yeah. But they didn't, they didn't rhyme, per se. They kind of like wrote a rhythm of talk right. on top of the music they had so that was interesting at a point and um you know i was bitten by that bug now okay when i first heard rapping in a party there was a not long after that 
but I thought it was inconceivable it was that more like they would spitting, make records right? out of it. Matter of fact, I thought like it was impossible because I'm like rapping was a party thing over right. a three hour period. Sometimes people would spit, then the DJ would take the DJ really was ruling everything. So they right. would allow them, they would allow the microphone to be open for somebody to get on the mic. And if that voice wasn't right, they and they wasn't right in step off. in tune with the music, <laughs> they offer that mic, yep, man. That mic sure is shut did. off. So I used to be so good on the mic, I make a cheap mic sound like a million dollars and sit a whack <laughs> voice down. Not talk make the DJ stuff, mad because I know when to get in and get out. You know what I'm saying? When to right. up and when to talk. And if I had a little space to talk, sometimes I rhyme it and boom, I'm in flow with the DJ. Yeah. Um, when I heard the notion of records coming out, I was like, it was a crazy I don't time. see I, how is that possible? Right. Then, and the summer of 1979, uh -huh. On Spring Records, one of my favorite groups was the Fatback Band. Ooh, and they had okay. this record called Personality Jock, King Tim the Third. Yeah. Where it had this guy rapping on top of their music. Right. And I was like, yo, that's probably it. That's probably how they're going to do it. <laughs> and it was almost there, but not quite 100% what was happening in New York. And then, um, then there was Rapper's Delight in October. Because the hottest right. record of that summer was Good Times by the group Chic. And DJs cut it up like crazy. Good times. And MCs I love good hard. times. Um, that was a great know. joint. Yeah. So that was a with great that joint. in mind, when, when Sugar Hill came out with Good Times as being uh -huh. that um that you know that that backing track that MCs right. got on, that was the track of the summer, nineteen seventy nine. And that's okay. when all hell broke loose. That's when people like, yo, rap records. And it ain't never stopped until then. So I was spitting before uh -huh. that, but I was kind of doing it as an event party thing. And then when it turned into this thing that also could be records, you know, we dipped and dabbed into that. We didn't right. really make any records. I was an MC for, for a unit called Spectrum City, which then we went into radio. So Wiz said, did I ever Crazy. do any graffiti? Um, Wiz, I did graffiti on paper. Okay, so I, only my on first, paper. I was telling this to somebody earlier. My first job in New York City, I worked um, as an assistant shipping clerk under wow. my dad for that summer okay. of 1977. Hottest record in 1977 I, by Rick James and those type of records. Easy by the Commodores, right? But I would take the bus to the train, the E and the F from Jamaica, and go in the city, and as you get on the trains, those two trains right there, they were trains in New York City were graffiti laced. However, as an art student, I would be pissed off seeing what I considered I good graffiti. Right. Which to me, I only thought 10% of it was good, 90% of it was whack. And the thing about then, if you saw something good on the train that was good, right. It got covered up pretty much the next day. And that pissed me off because I said, man, we had a whack dude with a spray can covering up some great <laughs> graffiti art. No, so that's I true, was, though. So I was indifferent with that. Right. But um, I kept ever... my graffiti to paper. And, okay. and he said, did I have a tag before Chuck and Chucky D? No. Chucky D was my first my, my first moniker in 1978. It's the C-H-E-C-K-Y-E-D. Oh. Or the okay. C-H-E-C-K-I-E-D, capital C and the D. Look out, y'all. You don't stop and keep <laughs> on to the break I of dawn. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Yes, now, yeah. did you ever keep any of your stuff? Like, is it in a book or something? Oh, I lost a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot of my stuff has gone down the stream of memory lane. Right. And, you know, speaking of memories, like, I have a hard time remembering oh. a lot of my poetry and stuff. And I have to like look off my phone to do my wow. poetry. Um, do you have kind of similar challenges or can you remember everything like right off the bat? I mean, because this weird, like, you know, the older I get them, the more my memory is harder for me to uh, recall yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it comes with like, I don't want to call it circuit overload. It's just that the more that you stack inside your mind and you got to keep your mind active. Right. But to be able to spit out poetry and spit it out and all that and breathe and all that stuff. And, and you know, um, it takes repetition. It takes, you know, a, a lot of reps. It takes right. conditioning. And then you got to go into muscle memory. 
and muscle memory would keep it in, kind of short-term memory comes and goes. And the older you get, it's like you got to increase <laughs> your reps. And it's almost me. anything you do. Yeah. But um, at 63, I have challenges, yeah. Okay, see, I know I'm I'm 51 and I'm already having challenges. So it's like, okay, you know, uh, this is good stuff to know, but I definitely have to refer back to my phone. So, you know, if you're having challenges at 63, I feel kind of bad about my age of 51, you know, but it's wow. okay. You're 51. You just entering your, you just getting out of your teenage years, girl. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, poetry is kind of like, um, rap rapping too right is it's right, kind of yeah, similar right. spoken we do have word. words right but anyway yeah i mean you know I, I was talking to johnny juice earlier today mm -hmm. and dj johnny juice is a legend and i was telling him and i actually posted this up on x right x. oh I don't my say god twitter <laughs> <laughs> i know but you it's still, it x I, yeah but it's, it's rated like hard. X. you, rated you used x, to say tweet huh? now you have to say x X instead of a tweet. I mean, yeah, yo, hey, listen. I thought, <laughs> I thought. Um, oh, you said uh, Kate Tempest in the UK is shelling spoken word on the biggest oh, festival wow. stage. Big I've up to Kate Tempest her. because I know Kate. I met Kate Tempest in the night. No, no, in the early parts of the two thousands in That's Dublin. Cool. And she's a wonderful person Pretty and has cool. been on the grind ever since. Right. You know, ever since. She's a great person and she's made inroads and she's still grinding away. But um, the point I was going to make, um, yeah, what was the point I was going to make, um, Granny? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I was, I was discussing with Juice yeah, how zero to 40 are development years to truly understand and relish 40 to 80. Right. But they don't try to sell longevity to young heads and they try to they see don't. like zero to 40 is just they this really, really don't. Apocalyptic it, it, zone where right. nothing else happens after 40. Well, and I'm saying say the zero to 40 it. is preparation to really live your life the way you want to see okay. life from 40 to 80. Now, you got to do a lot of preparation to enjoy that like 40 that, to though. 80, but you're not told and taught that. And I would say 40 to 80 is a beautiful period. Right. If you don't drown in your overstanding of it. Okay. That so makes, your overstanding of 40 to 80 is unprecedented because there's not 80. any okay. encouragement from zero to 40 how important it is. Hey, but you know what? All those people that rule the world, the the, the this, the that, the they want to call them secret order and all that. Trust right. me, that, that 40 to 80 is where they be living their best life. Oh, yeah. The and they try to take it all with them. But, you know... <laughs> You can't take everything with you, but they sure the heck are trying to get it there. That's for dang sure. <laughs> no, um, Yo, Chuck, man, they, 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 they're so audacious. They challenge God. It's so true. It's <laughs> you know? so true. But to, um, what was your yeah. first album that you came out with that, that went big? Like your very first one. Well, the first song that we ever put out. It was Public Enemy number one that got oh, okay. recognized, but that originally was a tape for our radio shows. Oh, back so it was in it for 1984, radio. Public Enemy number one, and that was the record that the Beastie Boys spread around, right? DMC spread around, Jam Master J and DMC, especially Dr. Dre from um, Original Concept, our Dr. Dre that did Yo MTV Raps, who we hope to also participate sometime on Yo Bring the Noise Raps. And then, um, yeah, and they helped usher that record in and help create Public Enemy and bring it to Def Jam. The first record I ever did was Spectrum City, Check Out the Radio, okay. with uh, the A-side being Lies, and that was on Vanguard Records in 1984. So wow. you see where I'm getting at. It. Yeah. We wanted to be okay. the best radio DJs for hip-hop and rap ever because we felt that the music was so strong but the the DJing and the rate the radio play of it was was lacking, and in New York we had great radio DJs on the hip hop side that weren't being acknowledged. There was Mr. Magic, the first one, and he was on WBLS after doing a small station on WHBI, where you had to buy the time, and that was in 1979. Um, then it was Chuck Chillout and DJ Red Alert, cool DJ mm -hmm. Red Alert on Kiss FM in New York. 
And then it was Africa Islam and right. the Zulu Beats and the world famous Supreme Team. Remember the world famous Supreme Team? Yes, I do. And yeah. we had in the Yay area, we had people like Wolfman okay, Puck and Huggy Boy. Yeah, you know. y'all, y'all had y'all had Marcus Clemens up there in KP. Yep. Yeah, sure KPO. did. Oh. Sure mm-hmm. did. And then um but yeah, Wolfman Puck used to come on and it was just a great time during that time, you know. And then up in the Bay yeah. in the Richmond, Vallejo, Oakland area, in San Francisco, up in Napa Valley, Calistoga, you know, because my tribe is from Napa Valley. So it was just a great, beautiful space up there. And it was such a great time, especially yeah, for music I, and everything. I, I had dreams of the Bay Area when I was a kid. Never thought oh, I would wow. get there. Okay. But with me, I grew up in the, in the 60s and 70s. So everything was about Oakland, the Black Panther Party. Right. Newton, Bobby Seale. You know, Elaine Brown, um, and then also the Raiders in football. Right. And um before, see, before they went down to LA the first time. <laughs> exactly. Because they were the rep they were the rebel team. Yeah, I know? know. The can- then, the cast offs, the Oakland Raiders <laughs> football team. It's so true yeah. though. And then I'm from um I'm up from Sonoma on you know, Sonoma mm-hmm. Napa Valley area and um mm-hmm. they were a community team. Where right. were you at Napa Valley? At the, the um, Napa Valley like, High uh, School, and the, yeah, Napa Valley High School. Wow. Um, they would come and play in our football field there, up there, uh, when they practice. And then I'm from. Oh, really? Wow. I'm from Sonoma That's area. Beautiful area up there. Yeah, and yeah, they they took our tribal land, so you know. But uh, we moved into the city, and I went to Napa High School. Well, that's, and that's the whole deal. I... It's like they, you know, <laughs> take the land from you, and, and... <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course, right? And it, it's so beautiful there. So it's like it's crazy, but yeah, no, that they absolutely did. And the Raiders would come and play at Napa Valley High School at the in our high school football field and stuff. And it's it's crazy. It it was definitely a great musical time for that area, but you know. So you said you were dreaming about being going up to the Yay area or Bay Area in Oakland, San Francisco, Richmond, Vallejo area. Now, around what time did you get the chance to come out there to perform? Yeah. You know, uh, can you give like a time zone area of when you actually got to make it out to the Yay area? 1987, our first year out. Oh, okay. I remember very specifically, it was part of the uh, Def Jam tour, which is wow. LL Cool J. Houdini, uh-huh. uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, Eric B. Rock, him and Stetson Sonic, who we shared a bus with. Okay. And um, the first place that we played in 1987 was Kaiser Auditorium. Wow. Uh, later on in 1988, the next mm-hmm. year, we played Kaiser by ourselves. And that's when I was able to meet Huey Newton, who came to our show in Oakland. That's crazy. And then, and then me and Huey Newton had a had a friendship. He would call me in the middle of, well, it was the middle of the night if I'm on the East, but uh-huh. he would call me and, you know, pick my brain and say some things. And my phone calls to Huey Newton um, was special. I, and I later bet on, it he was. was assassinated um, in the, in the um, same neighborhood. He, he actually, you know, commanded right. and um, I put it, put that as a footnote and welcome to the terror dome. What an honor. That's, that's, that's really cool. Now, yeah. With with rap and and I mean or hip hop, I've heard a lot of people say rap is poetry. Poetry is rap. Now, what do you feel about the way hip hop is? Like, are there really good yeah. artists out there, or are they just kind of like going in circles? Do you have an opinion on on that statement? Well, my well, my opinion is is that you know, flow is cool, right? But there's also what's your voice? What's your style? Okay. And then, you know, and, and you can't say the same thing over and over again. So you got to fill your your words with something. They can't, I mean, exactly. sometimes I try to tell MCs stop rhyming in circles because they don't have to do that. But to get out of the circle that you're rhyming in, it takes chances and, and you might not dig it when you get out of that circle. So, but to me, that's what a songwriter is supposed to do. It's supposed to, you know, explore, get adventurous and bring okay. the noise. And bring the noise, of course. Now, can you tell me a little bit something about bring the noise? I mean, like, where did you come up with bring the noise, or how did you first start to use bring the noise? 
because uh, that's what I remember the earliest is bring the noise. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I made up the term. I made up the term, which later on became a hit record twice. And uh, a funny story with that. Um, bring the noise was basically the last bar in Rebel Without a Pause. Wow. Bring the noise, okay. my time. Step aside for the flex, terminate that. So last bar. But I had a tendency to sometimes take the last bar of a song and make it the title of a song in the future. So Bring the Noise basically comes from what it means is that they was calling everything that we were doing in rap and hip hop right, noise. Right. So if you're gonna if you're gonna separate us like that and call everything that we got noise, then we're gonna bring it. Bring you know? the noise. Okay, that makes total sense. Now you said that you were kind of forced into the hip hop scene. Um, do you still feel like you're you're a little forced into it, or was, did it stifle your creativity or anything like that? Um, you know, I don't know. You said you weren't really going into the hip hop field, and they kind of like begged you to get into it. So, well, once I was in, I was in. So, okay. I, my story is a little unique, right. Granny. Right. Rick Rubin, who's probably one of the greatest producers of all time, and also the founder of Def Jam, he recruited me for like two years. Oh, and I okay. rejected him every bit of the two years. And he said, I got to wow. have you for Def Jam. So I, I have a rare case where I didn't yeah. submit anything. I was chased down to record. That's And then crazy. I brought my whole posse with me. That's why <laughs> we came up with Yo, Bum Rush the Show. Yo, and a, and the Yo the was the part that they made Yo MTV Raps from. Just think about oh it. Oh, my Yo, gosh. Yo, Run Rush the Show. Yes. The first show that we attended was the pilot for Yo MTV Raps because we were the biggest sensation That's in 1987 crazy. across the water where they they did the pilot of Yo MTV Raps. So it was a woman by the name of Sophie Bramley. Uh-huh. She was from France. And she was working for MTV Europe. And that's where we did the first Yo! MTV pilot internationally that they named after our album, Yo! Bum Rush the Show. That's why Crazy. we're taking it back full circle with Yo! Bring the Noise Raps. So that's some yeah. trivia that very few people know. But when they think about it, they're like, oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it makes total sense because I remember Yo! MTV Raps. And, mm, and now mm. you've been talking yeah, about Yo! Noise. Bring the Noise. Um, yeah. Yo! MTV Raps comes after Yo! Bum Rusty Show. You don't see that right. anywhere. You can't so read true. that anywhere oh anywhere in the world where you saw Yo! And then the exponent exclamation point right and then the rest of whatever it follows right it's the first time the buck starts there that what's up old school 76 he's <laughs> been a so curator crazy. at rap station for many many years um he's from the pittsburgh area uh -huh. um he is in the first generation of the virtual impossibles first virtual um rap act and um Glad to have him aboard because he's always been trying to find a format that um, that fit what he what he did online, and radio wasn't enough. So now I see old school seventy six. He goes back in his files, and his I file. I know. I've been watching him. Yeah, he's like got Fred Hat. Fred yeah. Hat had files for years that he would send me over stuff, but also DJ Extraordinaire yourself. I mean, Thank cats you, are bringing. Uh, they're bringing it. And um, now when we go into multi-screen soon and we're going to into like episodes, exciting. it's going to be an interesting thing. I believe it. And, you know, so far everything is just smooth and running easy. I know we have some glitches here and there, but I mean, for the most part, the content on here is amazing. And there's stuff on here and legends, legends right. upon legends in here. And it's just really cool that you can be on an app where there's actual real life legends that know about the business and the in the history. So where do you see Bring the Noise the app going? Like what is the what is your vision for Bring the Noise? Um do you have an idea kind of or you, yeah. what is your vision? The plan was, you know, I come from the area of radio. Marcel could speak to this. Wiz could right. also speak to this over in the UK and old school as well as yourself, is that content is not the king. The curation so of true. content is the king because content could be any old thing. And right. that's what you have. And so we're not, and you know, we're not trying to tell people stay away from Instagram 
Stay away no. from TikTok. Stay away from Twitter, which is now X, you know. Crazy and back to X. earlier what you said. I thought Twitter <laughs> was owned by Tweet, you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know back in the day. Remember the singer Tweet? You know. Right? Yeah. So I, I what the hell I know, right? <laughs> so, no. Me too, I, though. I think that when black radio used to be black radio, right. I think it slipped a notch and we lost a big chunk of black music when they okay, told the yeah, DJs to I be agree. quiet. And then they they would base a DJ on how much they was a personality, how they looked and all this other stuff instead of right. how they brought music apart, how they brought the sound apart. So I always thought that the curators, just like art curators, people mm -hmm. is able to explain what you're looking at, what you're listening to. Same thing like broadcasters and sportscasters. Sports has figured it out because now you got the Stephen A. Smiths. Regardless of what right. you think of these people, they get a lot of attention by talking about the game and bringing the game explanation to you. We used True. to have that in the arts automatically. I don't know who did this record. Sound like Tavares? Or does it sound like, you know, the Commodores? I don't know. But the DJ would be like, yeah, this is a new record. Nope, it's not the Tavares. It's not the Commodores. This is new by war. And then he'd tell you the name of the song. Then you're like, right. whoa, okay. Yeah. I got something to go on. I think I might go and buy this record. I want to hear it more and more. Once they took the DJs away and had them actually, you know, read weather reports and selling sandwiches, you know, that that's going to make somebody be like, you know, I'm not trying to hear, you know, a person that sounds like a computer. All right, exactly. here we are. More music, less talk by your number one DJs or the home <laughs> of hip hop and R&B. And nobody yeah. ever explains what R&B is or what hip hop that is. Part. They just tag it on. So you're like, you hear it. The home of hip hop and R&B. What's R&B, what's Mr. Radio Person? R&B means, you know, real black. You know, what, <laughs> what, you know, what does hip hop mean? Hip hop is we're the home of it. And like, it's like, yo, yeah, man, what does that mean? I want somebody that could talk to me about the music that they play and that we can share. And exactly. right now they let that get out the bag. So now they think that the best way to make people get music is to show them a video clip or show them a video. And so right. it's got to be self-explanatory. And I don't think anything in any system works its best when it explains itself with nobody explaining it thoroughly what it is. I think the DJs had a place. So with this, it was like the curator is important. If I show art is subjective. So if I show you a piece of art, right. right? If I show you a piece of art and you don't know what from whatever, how are you gonna, you know, how are you gonna know what it is and who did it and what year was done? And, and how to go into thinking about it. It's like, it's got to be more than just looking a certain way. It's something that goes deeper <laughs> into the third, you know, Very dimension. I like, to read, I like to read these um these art quotes, if you give me some time to do this, Granny. I'm, of course. These are quotes from artists I keep with me all the time. All right, listen, Banksy said, art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Cezanne, right? Cezanne mm -hmm. said... We live in a rainbow of chaos. Klee said, in a single day is enough to make us a little larger. Mogdigliani said, it is your duty in life to save your dream. Wow, right? Renoir said, it is after you've lost your teeth that you can afford to buy steaks. Twombly said, when a mountain doesn't listen, say a prayer to the sea. Renault said Renoir said uh Rewalt, I should say said nothing is old nothing is new save the light of grace underneath which beats a human heart Pollock Jackson Pollock said every good artist paints what he is or she is Matisse said creativity takes courage Klimt said truth is like fire to tell the truth means to glow and burn wow right Rothko said there's more power in telling a little than telling all. Rivera said art is like ham. It nourishes people. Salvador Dali said mistakes are almost always of a sacred nature. Understand them thoroughly. That's the key in all art, That especially with artificial intelligence increasing, AI, we have to honor and cherish our mistakes. That's our human side of ourselves.
Rodan said the main thing is to be moved to love, to hope, to tremble, to live. Tushamp said art is either plagiarism or revolution. Hockney said we grow small by trying to be great. And Kusama said, my wish for you is that you explore yourself and find a marvelous view of life during your life. Wow. Bruce Definitely says, deep. I can't teach you a damn thing, but maybe I can help you explore yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, a AI is definitely a challenge. Marcel lately. said they didn't want to pay us personalities, so they wanted us to shut the hell up. It's true. It is so, so true. And and like I said, with this AI thing, AI has taken away commercials that I used to make, has taken away um, audio uh, book readings yeah. and things like that that I used to do. AI has affected me dramatically. So it's like... I don't, I like AI, but then I kind of don't like AI, you know? If they could figure out a way to make AI work with us, I think it, right. AI is something that you got to make sure that you dance with and at the same time you stay on the dance floor. True. I, I do understand that. It's just, I've lost so much to AI. And I'm not the only one, like the screenwriters I, I and stuff are talking anything. about it. There's I nothing. bet you do. Listen, I'm coming up. I, if you told me in high school that I was be I would be in the recording business, I'd tell you like doing what. So I dance with everything. I I am an artist. I am a furnace of creativity. Uh -huh. There's nothing in my way because number one, it satisf satisfies me. For me, I don't actually. I never looked at my art and said, "Wow, now I got to figure out how to make a living with this." So I'm maybe I on mean, the other yeah. side. Like I told you, like I get I it. came in the Def Jam by them begging me. Yeah, uh -oh. no, I, I get so it. So by somebody begging me to get into something, every single thing I've, I've succeeded in at a high level, somebody has asked me to do it and brought me in. So I tell everybody, sharpen your skill set, know who you are, and everything will follow. You gotta True. be you gotta be satisfied with who you are, and figure out ways to satisfy yourself when nobody else in the way. Yeah, that's I my, agree. That's my my thing. And the first 40 years of my life has always been like trying to figure out how do I have a great time with my life from 40 to 80. But I was telling somebody this, I always thought that when I was 20. They wow. don't let a 20 year old okay. even think that they're going to be 60 today, which is a That's problem. so true. It, it's so true. We, we don't think we're going to live past 60. It's a miracle if you make it to 80 and beyond. But, you know, it's just one of those things that society puts on us. They have us believing black and brown children will not live to see 60. You're lucky if you see 50, you know. So it is it is definitely a challenge. I don't like the challenge, but it is that's just what society is making us believe. Yeah, out I mean, there. I, um, there's one thing when people tell you, yo, man, I die for what I believe in. The whole key is like, yo, I live for what I believe in. Right. Fight to live. Fight for what you believe in. Yes, fight to live. live I want to fight to live. That whole I'll die for, you know, for what I believe in. It's like, nah, man, that's okay. But, you know, can you fight to live, you know? And exactly. those around you to live. Exactly. Fight to live. That's what I want to do. I want to fight yeah. to live, <laughs> you know? And to my grandfather lived till he was 98 years old. So why can't I fight to live? Till I'm like in around the same time. And that know? next realm is available to everybody. The next realm is available to everybody. So that time so will true. be everybody's time, like whether you like it or not. But in this realm, it's figuring out figuring it out and how you can stay in this realm and and you know, that way out is 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 always is available, man. But my thing is like this, you have to know yourself and be yourself. To right. not be intimidated by anything that comes along. If all the power was to shut off in the world and everything was to go down, I think there would be something where I would be like sketching or doing something musical if it was just me right. in the ground. Like we used to do back in the day when we were kids. I don't know how long I would be doing it, but <laughs> your art is something that speaks to you like your blood. Right. No, I, I completely agree. And well, back in the day when we were kids, we used to draw in the dirt and all of that stuff. So it was a different time period. It's not like today, you know, everything's an electronic or, you know, TV or something. But, yeah, no, back in the day, that's what we did. So, 
you know, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. Now, I can being randomly, a, yeah, being an artist and stuff. I can randomly just do it. I could fake it. Can. I can do it. I don't need any pictures. I could go off the top of my head. I could go into my thoughts. I'm actually two artists. One is kind of like the Chuck art. Okay. And I have another one that's anonymous, which would have been Ooh, easy anonymous. to do in 1960 and 1970, but we live in a different time. Today, right, everybody be, knows everything. Too controversial, you know, <laughs> and and for, for what reasons? Um, it's like right. every every piece of art isn't for everybody at the same time. Agreed. So you got like adult art, you got adult music, you got adult things, and that's what that artist pretends to, you know, does. But that's another place and another type of way that people can find it. And you know, you can't right. be everything at the you same can time. Google that's everything the art now. That I do, and it's art I've always done. But, right. Um, yeah, my Chuck art is pretty blowing up. I have. This being released. Oh, yeah, your book. Summer of Ham. Right. Hollow Pointlessness, Aiding Mass Nihilism. Uh -huh. We talked about the, the latest Nafik Gravel curating the culmination of Americana Gone Wild, the gun charge summer of 2022 is depicted in illustrated recaps that illuminate the riveting reality of the society gone ham. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember yeah, you talking uh, about your and books. It opens up and And it's you know, your artwork all inside these the incidents book. that happened in last summer. Uh-huh. The company's the Akashic Books. Okay. Enemy Books is a sub label through that and also did the box set, which came out earlier this year. That, right. You know? I remember you doing a thing about that. And this has got its own life and it's called Studio. So Amazing that's four books, books this year. Amazing then, books. So audience, if you're listening, right, please books this go year. check out Mr. Man, Chuck Dia on Instagram and get his books. He's got a link on his Instagram yeah. for these books. I'm looking so, at the illustrations and everything and they fire. are fire. And meanwhile, there's always books. books in motion, you know, you know, books in motion. Yes. And, and that's just a book. He's got all his illustrations in. So where do you see Bring the Noise going or what do you have hope for where Bring the Noise is, might end up? Do you have a vision, a plan? You know, do you expect anything from it? Because, you know, Bring the Noise is pretty fire well, as Number it one, is. it's going to go where it's going to go. Right. And that's the beauty of it. Um, can you get it to, to snowball upward? And that's what happens. But I think very early in the game, I was advised by our advisor. We call it something else. We call it um, cultural media application. Cultural media app, right. Setting a difference. We know what social media is. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is this your font? It's on the spine. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I should say, Wiz says uh, that is he, Wiz created the Chuck D font, which actually is my writing, and he made an alphabet out of it. See, we got talented people like yourself yeah, and that, Wiz. That and looks fire. Everybody on Brain and Noise. Great job, Wiz. And um, like, if we did this on, on the Chuck D account tonight, we would have like hundreds up in here checking this out. We're testing today, and um, people could probably pull this interview down. So, right, um, yeah, the Bring the Noise app is is culture media, and so we have a bunch of different things that are totally different, um, like culture as opposed to social media. We are worried about, uh, not worried, a bad word. We are concerned about our niche and nothing else. And we break it down real simple. Fans, filmmakers, artists, musicians, you know, sportsters. Um, we like to hone in on that uh, being our core. Um, right. As far as bringing the noise as, as an app into this world, we are niche oriented. And we think the curators is the star. Cur star raiders. That's what, that, that, that's what you guys star are, star raiders. raiders. And... <laughs> the star raiders are like a return to how powerful the the DJs were in radio. The VJs oh, yeah. were in video presentation. The host of, of shows, you know, the host, like what? And game shows, what? 
We just lost Bob Barker. He used to do the price oh, no. right. You know That's what I'm saying? So sad. Yeah. So uh, curators, hosts, uh, navigate. You know, they're necessary to navigate and really soak it in and have some good. And I tell people seriously, we can't make people do whatever. You know, right. if it gets if somebody comes on really, really crazy and nuts, you know, with something hate or whatever, and you know, we got to evaluate whether that's going to be like a, a cool thing to let in your community. True. We're not like a social media open and trying to appeal to everybody. We're very Thank clear about God. that. Like, look, we were sometimes <laughs> we we really better off telling people like, yo, we we just not for you. Exactly, and I did. This ain't going to happen. This ain't this change ain't going to happen overnight. You know, another thing, Granny. People What's seem that? to forget how long they've been on other social media. So true. They forget what it was they, like in the beginning. They've been on Instagram and don't even remember the first thing that got them to Instagram. Instagram opened up after they was on Facebook. Right, and don't forget about MySpace. By well, that got around, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, 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 right. they're doing and a that TikTok was short video before. People right. like don't remember the first time they joined Twitter, and so Twitter true. have been through so many changes. And so when we go through the the growing pains of look, we've been out like what thirty days now, right? Right, right. thirty days. When when we have to shut down for maintenance, people forget that they had to do that on a regular basis with all those uh, other remember. apps, and they right. had no, no right and had yeah, no yeah, say so yeah. on it. So going through and making these changes, we we do damn good for who we are. And when population starts flooding in, when they start flooding in, like now and everything, right? It takes adjustments to the population coming coming in. But you know, those other apps when they when they shut down and and they were like, you know, that was real stuff, and people forget that they was riding those apps exactly. And they would be like, exactly. yeah, we're, we're out for forty eight hours and stuff like that we out for 64 hours or you've been knocked off your account or all the all the um the data that you had inside your account is gone you know so true so, i mean they forget that because it's it's been like a uh a, a, a just an automatic oh yeah this is supposed to work remember this granny mm-hmm. we talk about this me and gianna Garrell, our partner a lot of things the pandemic was everything, everything right. everybody everywhere. But one thing we don't remember, ain't none of the internet ever break down. That's true. That's so true. I, I thought about the Instagram shutting down and, and all that, but that wasn't really internet. No, that no, was just a... no, no. I'm saying none of it was shut down like yeah, hardly on the you pandemic. You know, you're right. It's just the grid didn't go down. Matter of fact, I only got stronger. So I, I remember when Carrie Hilson said this the singer Carrie Hilson said, yo, they just shutting they shutting everybody down. So they forcing 5G on everybody. <laughs> and everybody was saying that she was crazy. But sure enough, well, the more you think about it, nothing shut down on the internet while people were locked inside the crib. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. I mean the more that we think we know, the more we find out we don't. So true. I've learned a lot already just during this little talk with you. Um, so what do you see happening for you directly in your in your future? Do you have more projects I'm coming up? I'm a furnace. There's four recording projects. There's three art projects. Wow. And I try yeah, to go day by day and um, okay. <laughs> try to learn my set lineup for these two public enemy performances and it's September 23rd and and um, October 14th on the Washington Mall. Okay. Yeah, no, I understand trying to Put remember it all stuff. in order without, without going crazy over it. So that's it. I mean, that's a lot right my there. Big, my, big, my biggest thing is, like, you know, bring the noise and getting the word out. And, right. you know, like this is, this is one of the things, like, you don't ask people to get on on culture or social media. You just do it and make sure it runs right. And I tell people, the only thing I can tell them is like, you know, try your best to upload your best. You know, you can right. go anywhere else to, to to get in the middle of what they they call socially whatever. But try your best to upload the highest quality. If it's in film, art, music, sports, we're not going to say something's low quality, something's whack. We ain't going to be that. But we say try your best. That's all. 
And that's I dig that. I dig that. That I mean that leaves a wide so. field open. You know, yes. you could be jarring, you could be provocative, you know, and you can also just be whatever and you know, boring if you want to call it that. We'll take <laughs> you know, we'll take it all. As long as you believe in that's your thing. Right. And, um I know, like it. We we like to say that quantity is less than quality. Quality is make sure that you you're doing this and you got something that will satisfy you a long time as opposed to quantity is just a numerical type of thing that helps a corporation breathe. And I think we're able to start this thing and maintain it and go to higher reaches because we have organic love right here from the beginning. Right. Now, do you see yourself leaving this to like your legacies, you know, children, uh, who you might be passing this down to? Who do you think you're going to pass this on to once you know um, you're regardless everything will be left behind <laughs> right no- right I, I mean like do you, are you gonna be able to handle mm. hand this over to somebody who can take it over and continue your dreams you know like with the bring the noise or any other uh, companies and things that you're dealing with where or who always but then uh, you know the future of what you've done right. really has to be explained to those that you pass it down to and those that integrate themselves in the work and to make it happen. You got to make it part of their legacies too. So right. yeah, I got, I got family members that, 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 you know, feel that, yeah, this is important, but then you got outside family people that really believe and live and die. So, so uh, on this stuff. So, we tell people, you know, whatever you your real estate is, is your real estate, you know? True. And, you know... I mean, thing- I mean, yeah. I mean, my my daughter, she helps, you know, really seriously run, you know, a lot of the companies, and she's the oldest. Wow, and okay. She does a wonderful job navigating and, and making sure that people feel comfortable and in, in participating here. Same and thing with the public enemies, same great. thing with all that stuff. So everybody we're working with, we're working all together with this. Right. And I believe in unity and stuff. So I I get it when you say you can leave it behind to somebody that's not related to you just for the love. But the unity between black and brown, which is, you know, to bring us all all so-called minorities together and to create such beautiful history, such as you have been teaching us, you know, it's amazing. Together we ain't. That's what James Brown said at the 1968 concert at Boston Garden. You know, when Dr. King got shot and there was a little disturbance in the crowd, he had that famous saying, we together or we ain't. If we together, um, then let's like, you know, stand tall, march tall and just make sure that, you know, we take care of what we got. Exactly. Now, if we can just get the youth to learn their music history and just history in general and learn to appreciate you know each other's histories and cultures and things this would be a great thing but some of these young people just There's are no, only youth focused is not an excuse not to know so true and then especially nowadays everybody got a computer strapped to them so you can so find out about true. anything and have a conversation about things that you have um interest in and i tell people all the time it's like it behooves you to seriously know about what you say you love if you don't exactly. love it you don't need to know anything about it but if you say that you love it you should know thoroughly about it Exactly. And Mr. Chuck D, I really appreciate you being here on my show with me. And I love Bring the Noise. I love all the culture, all the different um, music history and, you know, just learning a lot here as well as learning more about you, Mr. Chuck D, which I highly appreciate. And thank you for being on my show. I I do love it. And I I genuinely appreciate you doing this on your show. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely catch you again. We'll have to do this again. But for now, this has been absolutely amazing for Granny Wells. And I appreciate you, Mr. Yeah, Chuck D. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You too. Appreciate you. That was Granny Wowsers. And that was a Granny Wowsers show. And our best and top notch curators, star raiders, right here in the Brain of Noise. Uh, app internetwork system. Yo, how deadly was that? It was totally unprompted. Um, I had no clue that he would even say yes to letting me interview him on the spot. 
we were just testing the app and he brought me up to do some testing and things and just chatting for a minute and then I asked him if he wouldn't mind me interviewing him sometime and he said sure let's do it right now so I said let's go then (laughs) and as you heard it was absolutely amazing you know Granny Wells was trying really hard to not forget that I talked to him kind (laughs) of a lot through the app but you can only catch Chuck D doing live interviews on his app now he will be doing things upon other places and you know media and stuff but that was all done on bring the noise his app and mine and you know we just coincided together and we made it happen you see how it goes you never you'll never know if you don't ask i took a shot in the dark and i won i want to miss mr chuck d on granny wells's streaming fm 106 you know what i'm saying <laughs> But please make sure to stay tuned because I've got a couple more shows that will be dropping soon. And every Wednesday is the normal time that I usually drop a show, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and all the other time zones that fall in between. But I am starting to pick up more days and times. So just follow Granny Wowsers here on Spotify and make sure you hit that notification and you'll be notified every time a new show drops. That's right. You'll get that notification. And if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and subscribe. And, you know, if I get enough subscriptions, I can start doing giveaways and, you know, things like that. So I'm I'm really here to help you. And don't forget, if you've got an, a show idea, you got new music, whatever is going on in your world, if you think it's worthy to be put on a show and to have the spotlight on you or somebody that you know, Email me at TM at gmail.com and uh, we'll talk about it and see what's going on there. But for now, it has been an amazing evening. I have loved everything I did. I mean, this was just a great time down memory lane. Uh, I learned quite a bit and I hope you did too. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and Mr. Chuck D. Make sure you go download Bring the Noise if you're into any of the film, art, music, culture, you know, all of that stuff that he has stated that his app is about. If you're into that and you're serious, go download Bring the Noise. It's available in Android and iOS systems, and it is definitely fun in that app. Not to mention the legends. Legends, if a legend likes your your stuff that you're posting, you know it's the real them because Chuck D don't play that. I'm just playing that out there. I'm just putting that out there. He don't play that. But for now, make sure you stay blessed and let's go then. Too black, too strong. Too black, too strong. You are now tuned into Wowzers, streaming at M106. Let's go How low can you go? Death Row? What a brother know. Once again, back is the incredible. Rhyme animal, the uncannibal. Public enemy number one. Five folks that freeze. And I got numb. Can I tell them that I really never had a gun? But it's the wax that the Terminator X bun. Now they got me in the cell because my records they sell. Because a brother like me said, well, Farrakhan's a prophet and I think you want to listen to what he can say to you. What you want to do is follow for now. Tell what the people say. Make a miracle. Keep up the lyrical. Black is back all in. We're going to win. Check it out.
there's warm exec, I call him Norm, you know He can cut a record from side to side So what the ride to glide, I should be safer than a suicide Soul control, be there's a father of your rock and roll Music for watching, for witching, you call a band man Making a music abusive, but you can't do it, you know You call them demos, but we ride demos too What you gonna do, rappers not afraid of you Beat is for Sonny Bono, beat is for Yoko Ono Run the MC first, said a DJ could be a band Standing its own feet, get you out your seat Beat is for Eric B and the loud as well, hell Watch is for Anthrax, still it can rock bells Ever forever, universal it will sell Time for me to exit, Terminator exit Yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, yo, 